we rolling? We are now rolling. Yes. Alberta <laughs> Filmmakers Podcast. <laughs> me, 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 me. Okay, anytime. Well, I'm just I'm just recording. We got we we got to go. We're running out of time, so I'm already rolling. Nice. Hi. So if you don't know what the podcast is, uh, we're a podcast all about Alberta film and Alberta filmmakers, and uh, we love to have guests on. I love guests and uh, and talk about what they're up to, and yeah. uh, hopefully share some knowledge and uh, preserve some good stories about our industry. Uh, right now, we have Patrick Curry with us. Right now, for the news. This is exciting. We've never done before. So we're doing this whole thing. This is all one session. Yeah. One massive podcasting session. Um, you guys have to listen to it all at once. But we don't usually have to record it all at once, which makes our <laughs> right. lives easier. Um, so let's just chat quickly about this movie that we're making called In Plain View. Yeah. Through yeah. the micro-budget program, mm -hmm. Telefilm. Um, what's been going on this week? You know, I I think we, uh, we talk, uh, we've talked a lot about production and editing and and these are things we've done before, not on this scale, but we've made short films and we've done we've done lots of um, creation and, and from start to finish of, of projects frequently. Uh, but what we haven't done before is the distribution side of things and getting right. the film out there. So right. what are we doing uh, that we that's kind of new territory that we haven't done before? Well, we, we kind of chatted about this a little bit. So um, Ampia, which is the Producers Association of Alberta, um, has sponsored us with their market access grant to attend the European film market, mm. um, which I didn't really know too much about or care too much about, uh, and, and specifically because we've never done this before. So there are kind of there are a few major film markets in the world. Um, one of this is the American film market, which Matt has gone to, um, and then the other is in Berlin in February. It's called the European film market, and um, you've been to one before. So why don't you tell us what a film market is? Yeah, I mean, it, it was like a whirlwind of you know, Banff kind of is one as well, but it's not really promoted that way. But I mean, the expectation is that you're having meetings with uh, the hope of pitching projects and right. having an outcome that is. Yeah, we're interested in this. Let's continue the conversation. And and certainly projects. There, I think the Netflix project between uh, came together at Banff. Um, at least Banff likes to say that that's that's uh, when it happened. Um, but yeah, it's networking. Yeah, it's, so there's it's giant networking trying to put big producers together with yeah. people who are going to sell sell those want movies. to sell projects. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're going with uh, in plain view, and we're we're stacking the deck with um, a bunch of other projects that we've got in development. So we've got. Something to talk about, um, ideally, if if someone's maybe not interested in this movie, well, well, hey, we've got this one that we're working on. Why don't we talk about that one? Um, and uh, what's been remarkable is just the fact that I'm going has already um, opened doors. Mm -hmm. The reason I say that is is I, I let Telefilm know, hey, I'm going. Um, and they were like, oh, well, we'll set you up with this. We'll set you up with this. We'll set you up yeah, with that. Yeah. Do this, do that. Um it's another and bonus it's, it's, of being a telephone project. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is great. Um, yeah. But absolutely, telephone's great about that kind of stuff. But it's just one of those things that's like, this is this is how, when you put something out in the universe, how it manifests, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? It's because people want to help, um, and it's a real thing. Yeah. Um, which is kind it's of a, cool. Yeah. It's so, very cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're doing it. It's, yeah, uh, it'll, be, it'll be an interesting ride for sure. Um, and it'll, it'll teach us, I think, the importance of having a sales agent, mm -hmm. um, which we don't have. Um, so I'm kind of do I'm acting as that for this part of it. Um, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, cool. We'll see how it goes. Hopeful though. You've been to to Banff, right? And you've what was your experience? A couple like? of times. Yeah. Uh, the first time was with a project that uh, that unfortunately the partnership uh, uh, got dissolved two days before I was supposed to go pitch. Mm. 
Um, and I decided to keep the meetings anyway, just to go meet uh, Jenny Hacker, who at the time was the uh, vice president of comedy at CBC, and then also a vice president for uh, Showcase. Had a great meeting with Jenny Hacker, uh, which resulted in her asking me to send my stuff in uh, to the CBC. Now we're um, talking. And at the very least, expanding your network, right? Like, Oh, absolutely. Getting... And then this time, uh, I went uh, sort of last minute with the project uh, that uh, is in development with you guys mm -hmm. uh, called The Parent Council, mm -hmm. which is a sitcom that uh, we're writing. And uh, yeah, and it was, uh, I mean, the it you're not going to go pitch something and be successful. That's not right, the point. Right. The point is to go and be prepared and introduce yourselves. Um, but even those roundtable speed dating sort of meetings, like there was one woman I didn't see uh, because I forgot that you can wait in line outside. And then that way, if someone doesn't show up, right, right. they'll say, well, this person's available. And then you can just go in and take the meeting. Right. Uh, so that's a little tip for anybody who's going to the World Media Festival. Uh, this year is Disney, actually. Yeah, the company right. of distinction. Yeah. So I'm really considering uh, going back again because I love all things Disney. Absolutely. Um, but so anyway, the, one of the women was coming out of this meeting at the end of the day and I and I got her uh, as she was leaving and I said, hi, I just wanted to introduce myself and the sheer look of panic right. on her face. And I went, no, 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 no. Don't want to pitch you. Yeah. I just <laughs> want to say hello to you right, right. and give you my card uh, and I'll follow up with you after the festival because uh, I know you probably have other things to do and your brain's fried. But like... Just the the glazed over thousand mile <laughs> yeah, stare yeah. and the sheer panic, um, but we went. You, Matt, and I went yeah. to uh, um, to the CBC. Yeah, that great. was cool. You got us into that. That was a kind of yeah. little intimate conversation with CBC. Yeah, which was great because they told us how they wanted to be approached. Yeah, about and pitching what, and what they were looking for. Yeah, and what, and what they were not. looking for, yeah. what they're not, and yeah. and so that was really great. And okay. then because I was going out to Toronto. Uh, to do a workshop uh, run by Danielle Sayoni called From Shtick to Script, mm. uh, which is a fantastic workshop and so, so inexpensively priced based on yeah. the, the content that mm. she provides. Uh, I, I just I can't speak highly enough about it. Uh, but while I was out there, I... Uh, I call it being politely belligerent. So I had been emailing the CBC sort of, hey, I'm going to be in Toronto next week. Or, hey, I'm going to... And I said, hey, I'm going to be in Toronto doing this class if you have time to meet. And they came back and they said, yep, sure. Why don't you come in and meet with uh, uh, this executive and and, uh, and pitch? And I was like, wow. great. And then I thought I should probably write the series. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was a great, it was a good pitch meeting. They were absolutely lovely. Uh, it was a positive experience. And, uh, you know, they got back to me a couple of weeks later and said that they had something similar in development and mm -hmm. we're going to pass on it. Um, but I view that as uh, building relationships. So, absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm still going to keep them posted as I progress. I've already signed the release for the, the project. So there's nothing, yeah. uh, you know, I don't lose anything in sending them updated versions of the scripts or anything and right. trying to maintain the relationship with and them. And who gets their first pitch, right? Like, you got to get no's. We talk about it all the time. That's you right. gotta, you gotta Burn get, your nose. Yeah. Well, that's the uh, Matt Clark, who does uh, convos with my two year old, uh, mm. the, the web series. Yeah. He has a great TED youth talk in Granville where he said he shifted his focus on failing. Uh, and I worked with him on a, a web series project here. Yeah. And, and the reason I auditioned for the web series project was because I wanted to go meet him. Right, right. Uh, and I had said, I don't care how I get on that. I have to go. I'd like yeah, to go yeah, spend yeah. a day with him. Uh, and he said what they started doing is developing the Silicon model, the Silicon Valley model. Mm. And their model is to fail as fast as possible. Yeah. 
uh, and then and uh, because eventually you stop failing. Because yeah. all that experience translates into That's you right. don't make those mistakes There's no again. better way to learn. Yeah. yeah. And what I think it's John C. Maxwell has a book called Failing Forward. Mm. So this is my big thing uh, for this year as, as I intend to fail faster mm-hmm. and nice. fail more. Uh, and just, I get crippled. I think a lot of people do. They get crippled with it has to be perfect and it can't be perfect. It's right, not going right. to be perfect. Yeah. So just write it. And Except for In Plain View. That film is perfect. That is Absolutely a perfect film. Absolutely. <laughs> no mistakes made whatsoever. It's insane how perfect it is. Uh, so just give me the award now. <laughs> <laughs> so that, uh, so that's the first step in the, in the kind of sales journey of In Plain View is, is you heading to Berlin. Yeah. Yeah. So I will fail. Well, I will. Well, I mean, hopefully, right? Yeah, hopefully, but, I've got a but, meeting to fail at. But this was <laughs> this was what Matt said in his podcast. He goes, "So I did convos with my two year old, and I didn't fail, and that was a right, problem, right? Right? Because yeah, I didn't fail, yeah. right? So the worst case scenario, if your goal is to fail, is that you don't fail, mm. which means you succeeded. Right. So, mm. and you know, as they say, people that you don't learn from your successes, yeah, absolutely. As much I mean, as you learn true. from your failures, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right, and and. You know, uh, it, it thickens the skin every time you hear a no, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the worst case scenario is that I'll know what the European film market's all about and I'll get to spend three days in Berlin hanging out with other filmmakers. And so. expanding your network. Like expanding the network. Suddenly Huge. you're going to yeah. know people all there, over the yeah. world. It's it's yeah. pretty cool. Literally nothing bad can come of this. Yeah. Smash cut too. <laughs> <laughs> so Patrick, you've got to join us on this thing called Fantasy Movie League. Have you, we were talking about it before we were recording. I, there was bit. something, I, yeah. I I think something crossed my Facebook feed, but I. So, so I, I, I like to say no sports. No sports, please. Right, right. we don't talk fan. too much about sports. Yeah, we're, uh, we're you know, I, I want a shirt that says no sports. But uh, the, the, the fantasy football for movie fans. Yeah. Is called Fantasy Movie League. Oh, perfect! And the idea is you get a lineup of films and you pick. You've got your own Cineplex and you've got ten spots for them. And you've got oh, okay. You've got like a salary cap where you've only got so much money to spend to fill your your cinema with films. So yeah, it'd be nice to put ten Rogue Ones in your in your Cineplex. You can't afford that, but you can afford it and maybe a few smaller films. And you got to put together the perfect oh, lineup. The slate. You got to yeah. put the slate together. And you can double up on films, or yeah. you can have ten of the same film if you can afford it. Um, and uh, well, uh, this past week, you've you've done pretty well. I, I was showing Briar how to do it <laughs> by stacking my screen. Um, and then I forgot to actually go and change my bids. My bid. So there's like three, I've got three empty screens. Which um, cost it was, you two million. Which cost per. me two million, yeah. So, um, but I accidentally beat Matt still. Um, <laughs> but uh, Briar came in second this week. Yeah. And she had a, a nice mix of, of stuff here. It was a good mix, she, yeah. She got, she did better than you and I put together, pal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, Passengers is an interesting one. Yeah, because I'm sure it still did well. Yeah, uh, but it's 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 probably cheaper now. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. And then and then, and then uh, cinematically, Jay came in first and yes. crushed all of us. Yes. with uh, he 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 bet heavy on fences. Yeah, so oh, uh, he, was, good he call was the on first fences. one to sign up. Yeah, and he's uh, he's he crushed it. Yeah. So so this is um, definitely not an exclusive group. If you're listening, uh, and or if you're Patrick uh, and you want to join, <laughs> um, I'm doing it right now. Join us at, at fantasymovieleague.com slash group slash 8337. That's right. And the oh, password group is Password's AB, AB film, film, right? Yeah. All and caps? I believe it's, no, not all caps. But it might not be case sensitive. It might not be. But if it is, I think it's ABFR capitals. Are you going to put that link in the comments? Oh, yes. Yeah. It's in there. For right. sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, come join and uh, and, and uh, see if you can beat Cinematically J next week. Yes. Uh, so this week on the show, we have a wonderful filmmaker, actor, um, producer, all around a great guy and uh, uh, 
quadruple threat. You're a comedian now as well. Like you're you're doing a lot. I'm an of aspiring comedian. I I kind of feel the same way I do when people say, "Oh, you're a chef," and it's like, mm. "No, I'm a cook." Right, like right. I I aspire to be right. that, but like the the craft of stand up, there's I, there's no way I call myself a comedian yet. There's a, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. But you've been on stage many, oh, yeah, many times. Oh yeah, for sure. And, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I did. I you know I made it to the finals of the Yuck and Comers yeah, uh, yeah. Calgary uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I intend to do it again this year. I've gone out to Medicine Hat a few times. I've gone to Canmore. Uh, where else have I gone? Uh, my daughter's bedroom. I do a set there at bedtime. <laughs> nice. No, it's actually, that's the rage set. Go to bed! Go to bed! <laughs> <laughs> that's where you get your material. That's yeah. right. Oh my gosh, do I ever. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson's. Uh, so... But let's start from the beginning. Like where, like I know you went to uh, West Canadian High School. I did not. I went to West Island College. West Island College. Yes. What is it? Where Western Western is uh, one of the high schools, and then West Island is a uh, is a private high school, the right. French immersion. But it's pretty prestigious. It is now. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it it was it was great then. It was a smaller alternative to Strathcona Tweedsmere. Okay. Uh, and it was French immersion, and that's why I went. Oh, okay. Um, because my mom uh, is French Canadian, my dad is from Montreal, and uh, I would say he's a moody anglais. But uh, yeah, so I mean, I I identify as uh, French Canadian. That's a big part of who I am, oh, okay. and uh, uh, it was my first language. And um, yeah, so Sweet. yeah. So is that where the acting bug? started no that's where the comedy may have started uh but you know i mean we had a drama class my graduating class was 22 i think wow and we had uh drama was what you did if you couldn't get into ib math uh and i and i did ib math so Mm. um and now, now the new school they've got a new school uh, near the andre's uh, wine on blackfoot Oh, okay. It yeah. used to be the Andres building, and then they bought that building as well. So oh. now they've got quite a large school with like a, a state-of-the-art theater, and they've got oh, a, wow. a drama program now and everything. Cool. And uh, but no, I was just interested in, and and then I went to Queen's University, and I uh, started off in physics. Really? Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because my plan was I was going to become a lawyer, and I was going to get a, a a BSc in physics, and then go into law. A and, science uh, lawyer. I don't know. You know what, my dad. There's no way this bullet could have pierced this window. <laughs> Let's my go to the forensic evidence. Patrick Cleary, but, science lawyer. <laughs> uh, well, no, and it's funny because I talked to my dad, and and because he's he's a business guy, and he was the vice president of an oil company, and was a chartered financial analyst, and you know he's he retired when he was my age now, so like 45, 46, uh, and his thought was that I was going to go into engineering and then uh, go to law and then get uh, and then become a patent lawyer. Oh. And I went, I, I that never even crossed my mind. <laughs> Patrick the patent lawyer? Yeah. Like That's I just, fun. I didn't, engineering, no. Right. So, and then I took a drama class in my first year and then it all went downhill from there. Huh. So, um, right. yeah. And then, and then after university, I lived in Banff for, a year and a half and I skied once and it was in Penticton. Um, <laughs> so that was a failure when we we're talking about failing. Um, what did you do in band? I drank a lot. Uh, <laughs> what were you trying to do? I drank a lot. Oh. I don't know. I was going to go live in Banff and uh, I worked at the Earl's there and then okay. I applied for law school uh, and I did really well my LSATs like it was in the 89th percentile but my university marks weren't high enough to get in. Uh, and then I thought, well, I can either try and boost that up and apply again, or at that point I was thinking about becoming an actor and I thought, well, I'm having a pretty good time living on minimum wage here in Banff. Why not become an actor? Right. So yeah. So then I started down that path Sweet. and then I moved to Vancouver and I was there for eight years and, uh, 
And I went and studied, uh, I have a postgraduate in classical theater from the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I've done the Vancouver Theater Sports Improviser Training Program. I graduated from the Second City Conservatory Program when I was out in Toronto a couple yeah, of years yeah, ago. Yeah, and cool. uh, it's an ongoing thing. Yeah. Patrick Creary, scientist, lawyer, <laughs> patent <laughs> officer. <laughs> Actor, producer. I, you know what the best part is, is that I, I, when I was in Toronto, I booked on Murdoch Mysteries as the Crown Prosecutor, so I can finally uh, say right, I'm not I'm, a lawyer, but I, I played play one, one on TV. <laughs> that was so exciting. So, um, the 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 big goal is the acting thing, but you also produce. Yeah, I Why? mean, I don't. That's changing. I have kids now, so yeah. so now it's more about what's good for my family. Also, you know, I work at WestJet as a flight attendant and uh, WestJet has an exceptionally great company and they've been very, very good to me. Uh, my manager there has been nothing but supportive uh, with regards to my acting pursuits and there's no way I could have done it without her. So, uh, And it's great because you can just go to Toronto well, yeah. Uh, if that? I happen to go visit a friend in Toronto and there's business going on at the same time, oh, I cool, see. but you I can't see. sort of travel right. standby. Uh, for, for business. business that makes sense right. yeah so uh but uh it does allow me to sort of zip around and see people which sure. is great and um uh what was i going to say about uh oh yeah but you know as my kids are getting older being away for half the month to two-thirds of the month is is becoming a little challenging mm-hmm. and so so you know i mean as much as i love that job and i love that company i i'd like to transition more into what I actually want to do, which is, I mean, ideally if I could act, produce and be in something, then I'd love to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm also open to writing and doing uh, the producing and stand up. But yeah, I I love the acting and I love making people laugh. I mean, it's taken me till now to sort of hone that down and be specific about what it is that I want to do. But you're one of these guys who has gone from saying there's not enough work for an actor in Alberta. I'm going to make some work, which I love to see. Yeah. Well, you have to, I mean, absolutely. Even in Vancouver, like I have friends in Vancouver and they weren't getting out for auditions and then they started creating their own work and then all of a sudden the casting directors right. are like, oh, this person's creating their own work. Let's bring them in for this. Right, I mean. Right. And I think actors actors forget the business side a lot. Oh, right? Coming out, like, did you, were you unprepared when you No, got I'll tell of- you what. I, I think this. I think that if you're a talented actor and you get work all the time, God bless you. That That's fantastic. And, sure. and you can hire people to take care of that for you. Uh, but I know people, again, when I lived in Vancouver, who their GST bill one year was $30,000. And they had no money because they hadn't put it aside right. from the previous year's earnings. And so I just learned from watching my friends have these horrible things happen to them. Uh, and and I think that, you know, it is a business. That's ultimately, it ain't called show friends and it ain't called show art. Right. Like if you don't understand what your product is and how you're marketing yourself and what your sweet spot is, then you, you can't really uh, excel. And it, and if you're in the wrong market, like if, right. I'm, if I'm in the market of, uh, and I want to do sitcom and I'm in Alberta, which is mostly a sci-fi market or a Western market, then I'm in the wrong market. Right. So I'm either going to create my own show or do my own thing or I have to move. So what was the first project you decided to produce? I think that was, um, I think it was Bad Dad. Right. Actually, and I think that was an offshoot from uh, the Cameron McGowan's uh, film. Uh, right. brought, he brought me on, uh, asked me to come on and produce that. Uh, Why? 
because we had done Cold Read Calgary. And so Cold Read Calgary was a script reading workshop that Matt, you were a part of. Uh, AJ Damaris was also part of that. Danielle White. Yes. Tammy. uh, Yeah, yeah. Tammy Roberts. Yes. She was great. She did our publicity. Yeah, no, she's fantastic. And uh, and so what we did, we did one season of that. uh, And uh, so we'd have people submit their scripts and then we'd do stage readings of them so that the writers could hear that. And part of the reason I wanted to do that in, it was based on the one out of Vancouver, uh, Cold Read Calgary and uh, my friend Jane now uh, and we met at the one in Vancouver and she runs the Toronto script Cold Read right, series right. so which is great um, but part of why I wanted to do that was because I wanted to meet the writers in town mm-hmm. because I was interested in producing some projects uh, and because I wasn't writing at the time I wanted to find people who had projects to develop and so Cameron had brought that script uh, to hear it read it was great uh and then he asked me uh and, and at the time danielle white uh and i were producing partners and asked us if we would come on and produce it and we did and uh it was a great film yeah he had, yeah. A, had a fantastic film mandy stobo was in that and, i loved watching you transition from actor to producer or both um because i think that i think that actors can get frustrated with producers sometimes not where I'm not getting any information, and we have a wonderful acting community. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah, but there's always one or two people who want to send 15 emails about wh- where where am I supposed to be, and, and it's like that information is coming as soon as we have it. You're, oh yeah, you're gonna have it. You know the best and thing I, that happened. I love my... watching you. Like, <laughs> oh, I understand what it's like to be a producer now. <laughs> yeah, my I always say that if you ever want to uh, increase your worth as an actor, go produce something mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. then you know totally that your job as an actor is to show up with your fucking lines memorized, <laughs> be ready Speak and quickly. you are the last piece of the puzzle. Yeah. So, yeah. and especially at the level that a lot of folks in Alberta are at, mm-hmm. and I include myself in this, you, you, you don't show up and be a dick on set. No, like no, they've got other things to worry about than the fact that you don't want green M&Ms. Pick them out yourself. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like show up, be professional. And, and that's the other thing is once you've produced and been in something, there's a great Paul Gross story where he was on, uh, on a film and they were asking what it was like just to act. And he's like, oh, it's fantastic. The sun's going down and it's not my problem right now. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I do not have to worry about anything but the acting. Mm-hmm, right. So, yeah. Cool. So, uh, what what else is going on in the comedy world? I, I know that you're you know you're making strides there. I'm trying to. I know we I mean, talked I... we talked a little bit of it before, but now we're in the the meat of the interview. Yes. So, wh- where did that come from? What made you go for that? I well, it was also part of a longer term plan for the Parent Council uh, because my thought uh, on that was if I wanted to be the lead in a TV series and they had no idea who I was, they weren't going to let me do that. Right. Uh, and then. You know, so I, I wanted to increase my profile a bit uh, and and do more comedy after doing yeah. Second City, and I'd been doing I've been doing stand up sporadically, and when I say sporadically, I mean like once every two years. I, yeah, I remember writing and being in Halifax and going, oh yeah, I'm gonna write down and write more material because the last time I was here was two years ago when right, I did right. that. So, but with your job at WestJet, I, I you jump on stage in L.A. every once in a while, and I I did that once. There was an open mic when I was out there, yeah. and I that's. that's Awesome. That's recently when I've been a little more uh, aggressive about pursuing it. If I could get more organized about my schedule, I would make that a little more diligent. But uh, that's sort of that's a luck thing. Mm. Uh, and I'm just figuring out the cycle of if I want to do stand up, then I kind of have to book my stuff before I bid my schedule off. Because if I wait for my schedule to come out, 
uh, my schedule comes out on the 20th of the month for the following month. And by that point, it's usually too late to book a room. Mm. So if I'm going to try and book some stand up, I need right. to do it ahead of time and, right. then, and then ask for those days off if I, if I book it. And it's all a work in progress. But, but open mics are a great solution to that, right? They are, but you know what? Like stage time is stage time is valuable. It's there's true. a lot it's of true. there's a lot of great rooms uh, in town. Mm -hmm. uh, Paul Can runs one at. Um, oh no, I'm gonna forget Cafe Bianca. Uh, there's the Standard, which is uh, James Moore's room at uh, Broken City on Monday nights. Comedy Monday night. It's the longest running open mic. Uh, hmm. uh, Dale um, Ward and Spencer. What's his last name? independent film micro strike striker i think they oh, run yeah. yeah yeah they run handcuff comedy on sunday nights at huh. uh, juliet's castle right uh there's the oak room there's uh crash test comedy which is great amy wow. bug and uh no bobby warner so and uh, Aaron, uh what's his name oh dude i'm so sorry he came up uh he was like the second place guy at oh. uh, the yuck and comers right, right, right uh he's very funny too uh, they run a room on. You, you're gonna have to Google that one, and I apologize. It'll come to me. There's so come many back. spots. I, I had no idea there were so many. Oh yeah, you can go do an open mic every day of the week. Right. Uh, but also, people travel, right? Yeah. Like I've been to Medicine Hat to do comedy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Stephanie Foley, who used to be here, runs a room out there, and it's a great room. I love it. Uh, there's the Pogo Brothers out in uh, uh, Red Deer, I think. There's one in Lethbridge. Uh, maybe the Pogo Brothers are in Lethbridge. Again, I it, there's and there's a great right. uh, there's a great um, Facebook group, um, the Calgary Comedy Group uh, that mm. has a list of all the open mics nice. as a doc to That's go and do that. Cool. So we we touched briefly on on um, understanding your brand as an actor. Yeah, uh, and Matt and I hosted a panel at the Calgary Expo last year called Business School for Actors, um, and it it went very well. Um, and I think we didn't we. Brought, didn't we broadcast that on the on the yeah, podcast? Yeah, yeah that was that was episode. yeah. So so people have heard that, but I want to I want to hear your thoughts on that because I because I know that you are very good at that and understanding your brand as an actor. So tell I, us about you know that's kind of you to say, but I feel like I could be better. It's taken me a long time to get here uh, and understand where you fit in story because when you when you go through an acting program, they teach you how to act. And everybody right. comes out of there thinking they can do anything. Mm -hmm. They can play any part. Yeah, right? But you can't. Like, you can't play a 45-year-old woman if you've just come out of theater school. Right, like, right. Uh, Peter Skagen teaches an audition hell workshop, which is great because one of the things that they do in that is they, they get the class to, they put your face up on screen so it's like the size of the wall. Uh -huh. And then they get the class to talk about your hit. Like, who is this guy? Who do you see this guy as? Hmm. And they go, oh, I see him as like Jack on uh, Will and Grace. Right, right, see, right. You know, right. Uh, comedy, next door, guy next door, this, cool. that. And that is exceptionally useful because we don't see ourselves the same way as, right. as other people see us. Interesting. And I think that it's important to understand what you're... I, I always wanted to know what I'm trying to pitch so that I can, so that I can play to that strength, right? And I think... Um, you know, everyone's like, oh, I don't want to get typecast. Yeah, you do. Get typecast because then you get work. And yeah. then once you have enough work, then you can break out of that typecast mm -hmm. and do that. But yeah. the, the goal is to get work. It's true. So don't, so don't, you know, like Steve Buscemi, I'm sure he's like super sad that he, he didn't get to play the love interest <laughs> until right, he right. got to play the love interest. But it's because right. he's Steve Buscemi and mm -hmm. he plays that character exceptionally well. Right. Absolutely. And so look, for a guy like me, who's the guy next door or the dad or whatever, again, the Alberta market 
when they're casting, they're casting villains. They're casting the anti-heroes because the heroes are the leads in the series. Right. So they're Ewan McGregor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And not only that, but like I mean, y- you know, then it's also about how much a profile do you have, like. I could be just as good. Like when I did Dear Santa, I tell this story. So originally, for those of you who don't know, I was in a film that was called Dear Santa. Jason Priestley directed it. It's the biggest film in my career. It's been out six years now. And every Christmas, I still pimp it because I haven't gotten anything (laughs) bigger. Uh, And when I went in to do the audition, uh, it's a stereotypical gay character. I had gotten the audition from my my agent. uh, And originally, I was reading for one line of a weather caster. Uh, and I said, can you send me the script? And she went, you've got to be kidding me. And I will always ask for the script. <laughs> and for all you guys out there who are really protective about the scripts, give it to the actors because it allows them to see context and where they fit in the story. Mm-hmm. It allows me to do my job better and to present you with a more complete picture of how I see the character. So so I'd asked for the script and I got the script and I'd read it a few times. For one line. For one line. Wow. But so what happens is uh, then I get a call on Sunday saying they've cut that part. Ah. They want you to come in and read for the supporting lead role. There you go. So I have 24 hours to prepare three scenes. Thank God you've read the script multiple right. times. Right. Yeah. So, then, so then I was fortunate because my wife who works in banking uh, had the day off at the time and we had uh, Zoe was uh, 11 months old. Wow. So... Vicky was home and watched Zoe, and I prepped the audition all day. And then I went into audition for Jackie Lind, who was casting. And I did the first scene, and and I like I wore makeup, I had lip gloss on, I had my hair in a faux hawk, like I I because I read the script and I went, I know exactly what this guy yeah, is. Yeah. Like I know what the point of this guy is within the context of the story. Right. He's comic relief. He's the best friend. He's this. He's the he's the archetype, right? Am I saying that right? I always archetype. get that. Archetype. Yeah, yeah. Yes, thank you. I always get that word. I right. say archetype. Achted. I'm, I'm going to Berlin though. I'm trying to work on my German. But so then, so I did the first scene for Jackie and she went, I don't need to see the second one. Come in tomorrow for the director and the producer. Nice. And I said, okay, great. So then I go in and I, Jason's there because uh, he's directing. I do the first scene. He goes, wow, that was really good. Oh, great. Do you want me to do something else? No, just do the next scene. Okay. So I do the next scene. He goes, that was really good. I go, thanks. You want to see anything else? No? Okay, thanks. And as I'm walking out, because I'd, I'd done the, the faux hawk again and the makeup and all this, and uh, and I was walking out, and he goes, and I, I, I put glitter in my hair. I put blue <laughs> glitter in my hair. And as I was walking out, he goes, by the way, love the glitter in your hair. <laughs> and I go, thanks, doll. Borrowed it from my wife. Toodles. And then walked out. Just being a stereotypical. And I have to tell you, before that film came out, I called all my gay friends and apologized to them. <laughs> right, right. I just said, I'm really sorry about this. Right. But, uh, um, but I mean, so, and then I got the part. But you know what I did? Because it's Alberta. So that's a Tuesday. Wednesday, I haven't heard back. Thursday, I haven't heard back. So I submit myself to do background work on it. Because uh, right. it's Alberta. Because right. that's what you do, right? You like, it, yeah. you, you want to make money in the industry and there's sure. an opportunity there. And then Friday, I get a call from my agent and she says, you booked it. And I go, booked what? Right. And yeah. she goes, the, the show, you booked the show. And I was like, I got to call you More back. Specific. I got to call the background director and tell her I'm not available anymore, right? Because right? right? I don't want to piss her off in case I want to do background right. on the project. And and when I say to people, so my cast number was four on that project, right? Yeah. Which means Amy Acker, then David Hayden Jones, and then uh, Emma. Uh, I'm going to forget Emma's last name, but she's babysitting now. I love it. Uh <laughs> 
and she's great. And then me and then Gina Holden right. is five. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. when I show up to set, I have like the standard dressing room and I'm local and this and, you know, so they don't have to buy me the honey wagon. They don't have to pay yeah. for travel. They don't yeah. have to pay for the hotel room. So I don't say that I was necessarily the best for that role, but I was good enough like I that's part of the equation though, right? and that's when what I cast, think and everyone's like oh you know what maybe you were the best and I'm like meh I think they saved the the, because I saved of the, all of the there's elements. lots of absolutely. factors yeah, I think they sure. saved a, a shitload of cash on yeah, it absolutely absolutely it, and it, I'm it's part exceptionally of the equation, right? thankful that I got it mm-hmm. right and you and and that was part of it too like he knew that you would be and you promote it every year and it and it makes oh I sure like, do so. it's funny if, if you go on my IMDB profile it looks like a mountain range <laughs> because it's like it goes low every and then it, November late November it spikes up right, to about 12,000 and then it goes back down <laughs> yeah. to 250 every year and I'm just so like good. part of my goal is to to get it a little <laughs> higher than that and to hover it a little yeah. but I mean Christmas yeah. movies man like yeah yeah, they sell well, Miracle right? on yeah, Christmas Lake. Or yeah, what's it called? It's, it's called Miracle on Christmas. Is it? Lake. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think of it as Night Pond. But I mean, that's a that yeah. was a great, a great idea, and and, and those it, guys did a great job of like fits the market. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. selling it to. I mean, they can have it at Walmart. Yep. You can yep. buy it at Walmart. Yep. That's fantastic. Super smart. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure. Um, so let's talk about Toronto. You spent some time in Toronto. Yes, let's. <laughs> why? Uh, why? Well, because after the movie and Zoe had come along, uh, I kind of felt uh, bolstered by the success. Uh, and Jason is uh, is a fantastic down to earth guy, uh, and and I stayed in touch with him. So I I thought, you know what? If I'm gonna if I'm gonna make a run at the acting thing or the entertainment, uh, I I have to do it now because the girls are gonna get older. Right. Uh, well, at the time it was girl. Mm-hmm. Now there's two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but. You, I'm going to need to make some money. They're going to yeah, want to yeah. do dance classes. They're going to want to do this. I gonna wa- I, I'm going to want to yeah. be able to pay for that. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, and so so then thoughts were uh, about going back to Vancouver, but my wife didn't want to live in Vancouver. It's super expensive, uh, and she uh, didn't care for the people when she went to university, and a, a list of reasons, and we talked about it for a long time. And and I got to the point where I accepted that we weren't going to Vancouver. Uh, and so I'd sent Jason an email saying, hey, I want to go. How did you get down to L.A.? Like, what's what's sort of your story? And this was before his uh, autobiography came out. So I didn't have access to that information like I do now. Um, and he was kind enough to email back and said, you know, I mean, it's all on tape these days. But if you're looking for a place, Toronto is kind of it. So at the right. time, we were talking about moving to Victoria. And I sort of forwarded it, uh, the email to my wife, uh, mainly just to say, hey, look, he answered my email. <laughs> uh, and she said, well, what about Toronto? Because she was in banking. Mm. And I said, okay, like, are you serious about that? And she went, yeah. And I said, okay. So then we had a three-year plan. And then WestJet came up with bases. So WestJet was based in Calgary, and that was the only base. But they were moving to a base model where they were going to expand and have a base, like a hub in Toronto, and then a hub base in Vancouver and one in Calgary. And if you would like to relocate to Toronto, we'll help you out with your moving expenses. And so then I was like, oh, it's on. So Mm -hmm. let's go. The timing just happened to be. Yeah. And then, and then, and then I think Vicky panicked a little. 
because it was real. Yeah. Uh, and also, she had an opportunity at work that came up. She was asked to apply for right. a, a, the assistant branch manager promotion. In Alberta. Yeah. Calgary, yeah. At Alberta Treasury Branch. Ah. They don't have a whole lot of branches in Toronto. So, <laughs> no. so she and I said to her, look, you've always supported my acting career. I'm not going to not support right, of your course. career. Of course. But I'm also still going to Toronto because I and don't want to. you have this to... unique ability to travel the country for much cheaper than most people do. Yes, but... Uh, that year I was in Toronto, I saw Vicky and the kids six days a month. Oh, that's pretty good. No, it's not. To clearly, live in a different city? And- clearly, Briar <laughs> shaking her head going, uh, I'm not saying no it's idea. good. No, I'm, it's I'm not good saying, at all. Considering you live in a different city. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, that was, and I was trying to, it was every second weekend, and it was really hard. And, uh, and then when I finished the Second City Conservatory program, uh, my mother-in-law uh, has uh, contracted a uh, uh, terminal illness, unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the girls were starting school, and then we just found out that Riley had a speech delay, and so we were going to try and find her a special preschool, and there was so much stuff going on, and, and work wasn't going super well for my wife at the time, and I thought... So I came back in March, and I was still based in Toronto, but I I lived in Calgary from March to August, and I was going to help with all this transition stuff and then move back to Toronto in September. Uh, And at the end of August, I went, I, I can't leave. Hmm. Like yeah. my family, my family will fall apart. Like right. I, right. that that will be the end. And I chose my family over wow. my career. Yeah. So I moved back, and uh, and then it took me a while to kind of get over the the frustration because I felt a sense of loss around that, which was which was a waste of time. I think. I mean, I had to go through that, but at the same time, all the work that I wanted to do in terms of being a producer and wanting to create a series, I could still do that here. Right. Like I don't, sure. You know, you don't have to be in Toronto to Absolutely. write. You don't have Absolutely. to be in Toronto. You can fly to Toronto and pitch the Seab, mm-hmm. which is what I did yeah. ultimately, right? So so once I kind of got over myself, uh, we went out and had lunch, you and Matt and I, and uh, he was saying, well, I want to do a, a series. And I said, I want to do a series too. And he said, well, let's let's try and come up with something. And then I remember I, I came up with the idea. We were going to have a meeting like two and a half weeks later. And I had been sort of throwing around this other series and then something twigged and I came up with the concept for the parent council. And I remember calling you from the airport going, I can't wait. I got to tell you this right now. Because <laughs> yeah. if you don't like it, I got to move on. But right, I, like, right. I think this is it. And and you said, yeah, I like it. And then I said, uh, I'm going to call Scott and have a meeting with him. And I went and met with Scott and you were like, I like it. So, so then we've gone down that road. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think Alberta is great. And I, I always joke that I'm trying to leave Alberta, mm. but I always come back. And right. the great thing about Alberta is that the people who are here, you have access to people at a level that you wouldn't have in Toronto or Vancouver. Like, you know, I went out for lunch with uh, Joe, uh, Joe yeah, Media and yeah. Tom Cox. And sure. I, I randomly, I think that's how we met is I randomly called you because yeah. I was trying to have a 30 second meeting with Jordy. Right. And you were like, who is this guy? <laughs> and then I did. And Jordy yeah. saw me and I had coffee with him and I asked him True. my questions. And That's I don't, a good point. I don't think that you can have that kind of support or access Absolutely. necessarily. Uh, you know, so Alberta is really good for that. And I've learned a ton. I mean, the producer emergence program I did through Nate was fantastic. Uh, it took me from an idea all the way through budgeting, creating one sheet to, and prep me to, for Banff, which is nice. where we first met. So. Right. So yeah, I, I've been very fortunate in what I've learned here. Uh, I think when you're talking about acting, it's a numbers game. Uh, so the sheer volume of stuff that's going on is more in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. 
and it takes a while to, to increase your profile. I was out there for a year and things were starting to pick up. But I, when I came back here, uh, you know, I mean, the quality of auditions, there may not be as many shows, but I'm going out for the bigger parts as a local. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. You know, and I, I know the casting directors and exactly. they know me. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. There's something to be said for being a bigger fish in a smaller pond. Well, that's kind of why I moved back to Calgary in the first place because I was in theater and I and I thought, and this was disrespectful to the, the Calgary community I know in hindsight, was that I thought, oh, I've been in Vancouver for a while. I can just come back and I'll be a bigger fish in a smaller pond. And no, I mean, the Calgary theater community is exceptionally friendly and open, but it's, uh, but it's, they're a community. So yeah. you yeah. got to put the work in if you want to become yeah. part of that community. Sure. And I and I didn't. And yeah. that's and that's uh, my fault. And and also my focus was shifting from theater to film and television. Right. Uh, because I I do love doing theater and I'm doing a show at Theater Calgary right now. The audience opens on the 27th yeah. of February Absolutely. or 27th of January. I should probably get the date right. Right away here. Yeah. But um but you know, I mean, the reality of that is it's time intensive and Calgary's an A house, so it's it's the best financial gig you can get in theater. And I had to use four weeks of my holidays at WestJet to be able to pull it off, right. Right. and to be able to afford to do it. Uh, and That's I'm enjoying, awesome. and I That's and it's fact. great. The cast yes. is great. The director's great. The production team at what? Theater Calgary's incredible. Theater I mean, legends working on this show. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember cool. seeing Shauna McKenna do a production of Wit at uh, the Vancouver Playhouse like 15 years ago. Wow! And she was incredible. <laughs> she's still incredible. I mean, she's performed. Oh, it was more than 15 years ago because she's performed at Stratford for 18 years. Oh wow! Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. Her son is a film actor now. He's going down to LA, but he—that was his choice, and they've been. They've been there that whole time. Where's the theater podcast in this? In this the Alberta thing? theater makers. <laughs> you know what? That's something that uh, they should do through th uh, theater Alberta. You know they what? Could they, do there that. is somebody doing one, but it's not just about theater. It's it's being produced through a theater company, and I'm forgetting what it's called. Um, but Ben Laird was featured on an episode oh, yeah. with his you know Santa experience. Yeah, and it was all about that. It's a great listen. Um, I, I, I do you remember what the podcast is I'm called? Forgetting it like a jerk. That's okay. We'll put it in the links. Yeah, we'll put it in the links. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you still have some time, or do you? Yeah, gotta, I got a gotta, couple gotta... minutes. So yeah, for All sure. Right. All right. So um, I should have a question ready if I'm going to ask you for no, more that's time. Good. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, no, I got to go. But uh... oh, oh, okay. Do you want to leave a big pause and then I'll say that and then we can cut it there? <laughs> we could, unless there's anything else we want to talk about. No, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think what I think this podcast is great, and I'm, I think it's great that you guys started it. Uh, yeah, thanks. Because it's a great resource for people to feel more like a community. I'm glad you said that. That's really why we invited you. Yeah, I thought. Right? Yeah, so wanted, that you would say that. That's why I said it at the yeah. end. Because <laughs> if I said it at the beginning, you'd be like, "We got it. See ya." All right. You're out Thanks, of here. Thanks, man. Great interview. Yeah, so yeah. what would you say to somebody who's an actor who's like, okay, I, now I'm interested in making my own thing. I'm not getting enough work. That's that's the thing that I want to see more actors doing. How I do think, you make that leap? You know what? Like This is the argument with YouTube right now. Uh, you need an iPhone to make... It's true. So write, create, and do it. Just and do just it. do it as fast as you can. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, I mean, a lot of indie filmmakers think it's harder to do that in Alberta. They don't want to go union necessarily with ACTRA. Yeah. I, I call Tina Alford. Oh, yeah. And and talk to her. And, and quite frankly, you should. And the reason you should is because if you actually want to make this your career, you need to learn that stuff anyway. Absolutely. So you might as well learn from some of the most supportive people in the country how the paperwork works. 
yeah, and, and how actors. to how to produce. And actors and members of ACTRA are in a unique position to use the ACTRA paperwork to do an act, uh, a member-initiated project. Yeah, there's the resume uh, agreement. You can do that a couple of times uh, so that no one gets paid and it's for your demo reel. So if you just want to screw around and do something, uh, they have new media agreements. Uh, they have ultra-low budget, like uh, the AIP or the IAP. There's two of them. IPA, yeah. But I mean, look, there's agreements for you if you want to use totally, actor totally. And, and if you're not a union actor then you really you need four of your buddies in a weekend it's true like write yeah. a script yeah. write a i mean uh, marcus rideout was uh, a great one he wrote a script and he shot it and then boom you have a feature yeah yeah was it the best feature it didn't win any awards but he's got a feature under his belt and it's that's true. sort of along the lines of failing faster like there's a guy named griffin cork who i think is fantastic he's doing theaters doing yeah, film he's all yeah. over the place that guy's totally. on fire totally. but it's because he works all the time mm -hmm. and become a hub like you become once you start creating your own work everybody else shows up mm. because it's harder to create the work and that's something I learned. Uh, Cameron McGowan taught me that. Very focused on that project and getting it done and got it done at all costs. Mm -hmm. uh, not that there were any costs to get it done at, no, but, but like he was very, yeah, yeah, like you're, you, if it's your project, you have to drive it. That's right. So, mm -hmm. so find something that you're passionate about and then film it and do it and learn. Like totally. that's, that's a va invaluable experience. So I think that's a great way to end it. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Glad to finally have you on. That's right. <laughs> Is this where we play the outro music? Yay, thanks, Patrick. Well, thanks, Patrick. He's gone now. He's gone. So we were liars when we said we were going to do it all, <laughs> all at once. Um, so let's get back into the news because we've got some really exciting news for Alberta. And that is that the Canadian Screen Awards nominations have been announced. Mm -hmm. And we kicked ass, man. Yeah, there's a lot of Alberta representation. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, Usually it's a bit of a challenge. Yeah, well. And there could be more. It is, it is. Uh, yeah, uh, of course. But I think it, show, it just shows that. It's a big that, country. Know, yeah, it's a big country. And there's a lot that gets made. And I think, uh, I think we did a kick ass job considering the volume of things that are produced in Vancouver, Toronto, and mm -hmm, Montreal, mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and what's produced here. Yep. So in the television category, um, 724 uh, did wonderfully with Winona Earp, including uh, makeup, costume design, original score, visual effects, and writing. Um, Prairie Dog received three performance Prairie Dog Film and Television. Remember this name because it comes up later in this episode. Mm. Three, three performance nominations for uh, Blackstone. Nice. Um, Global Edmonton News at six is nominated for Best Local Newscast, Best News Special for the Fort McMurray Wildfire. Daryl McIntyre. I grew up with Daryl McIntyre. Oh, that's exciting. Nominated for Best News Anchor. Uh, and of course, uh, Calgary writer-actor Andrew Fung is nominated for Best Performance in a Comedy Series for uh, his role in Kim's Convenience, which is a Toronto show. But uh, Andrew is a Calgary boy. Very cool. And, you know, only five spots for that, that's for that right. nomination. That's, that's right. pretty good. Uh, to be fair, Andrew's absolutely fantastic. Oh, certainly. certainly. <laughs> Which helps. Without a doubt. Uh, and in, in the digital media world, Spotlight Productions received two nominations for Queer Hutterite, including Best Original Program or Series Produced for Digital Media, and Best Direction by Laura O'Grady. Um, and, uh, of course, there's the, the Spotlight team is uh, the producers on that. And then also in digital media, 724 uh, back on the list uh, for the cross-platform uh, project they did for One on Earp. Um, and then there's, uh, there's a gentleman named Patrick McGuire who was nominated for two CSAs for Best Original Program and Best Immersive Experience with Vice Media. And Patrick is going to be at uh, Ampia's Story Summit in February speaking. That's awesome. Yeah, so uh, Good find. if you don't know how to get nominated for two CSAs, uh, check that out. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Briar, how did you flag that? Well done. <laughs> Ampia, I think. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but but in the f- under the film section, just one nomination from Alberta. Which right. Is, which is uh, unfortunate. Which is unfortunate, but but very fortunate for uh, Benjamin Ross Hayden mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and his film The Northlander. Indeed. Which was a telefilm micro-budget film. We talk about the micro-budget yes. every once in a while, yeah. Uh, see, so they, they can be great mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's for makeup th- yeah for achievement in makeup so uh congrats to the uh, the makeup team the makeup artist absolutely on that film. And, and i mean j- if you just look at it you can understand why like it's it's fantastic makeup on that movie so now julian black antelope also got a nomination right for um, blackstone yeah did we list did we say that uh we, oh, we did yeah. blackstone yeah nice, we, didn't, nice. we didn't name names on that one that's great that's great cool yeah um yeah it's just so cool to see alberta actors uh getting those nominations yeah. it's uh, i mean it ties into the conversation we had with patrick where yeah. we've got excellent excellent talent in the city um, we just don't have a star system, Matt. It's true. We need one. That would be nice. We need a star system. Absolutely. All right. So upcoming deadlines uh, here in the news you can use. Um, our friends over at the YMM podcast uh, have this wonderful film festival uh, called the YMMIF. Uh, so it's the uh, Fort McMurray Film Festival, basically. Um, and the nominations are now open. Sorry, a submission is now open for that film festival. And it also includes a 48-hour film challenge. Um, oh, nice. So it's a very cool event that they put on. And I, I can't... Uh, these guys are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're yeah. awesome. Yeah. They just do so much. They started um, their own CSIF up yeah, there, Yeah, they're too, totally just doing it all themselves. It's amazing. And, uh, it's, it's very impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Tito's been on the podcast, if you want to check out that episode. But it would be great to have the whole team on. And, yeah, we uh, should. Yeah. Hopefully, we can make that happen at some point. We talked about this last week, uh, Scott, but the Cineplex Entertainment Film Program. Yeah, that's right. So it champions original voices, entrepreneurism, and collaboration. Um, So it's it's a program lab that has a writer's lab, director's lab, producer's lab, editor's lab, um, and application forms... Will be a, are now available. The application deadline is coming right up, January twenty third, um, and it runs from July to December in Toronto. And it's a full time, five and a half month professional program for producers, writers, directors, and editors, um, which balances artistic vision with the demands of a shifting industry. So, um, awesome! Like, the, like, yeah. What better way to learn? Totally. Um, tuition is six thousand bucks, but for five months, that's pretty good. That is a good tuition. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's a and it's a really um, high profile program. It's yeah, a, it's a good thing to be yeah. a part so, of. So um, it's a CFC thing. So uh, the the link that we've got is for CalgaryArtsDevelopment.com. Um, you can find it at the Cineplex Entertainment Film Program. Definitely check it out and uh, get out of here for five months. Take it take a trip to Toronto and mm-hmm, learn how to mm-hmm. how to make some movies. Uh, submissions to the Telefilm Micro Budget Program are due. Um, I feel like this is all we talk about. <laughs> if you don't know by now what the micro budget is, uh, there's certainly some episodes you can dig into to uh, find out more. Uh, at this point, you're probably already working on your application. You've only got a few days left. The deadline to apply to CSIF is January 31st, and the de- and the deadline for FAVA is uh, January 20th uh, at midnight. So, uh, and 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 here's some advice that we've been giving to a lot of people: Telefilm um, will not read your script. FAVA and the CSIF will. But what Telefilm cares about is the pitch video mm-hmm. and your marketing and distribution plan. Yeah. So focus on those. Don't don't save them to the last minute. Don't let them languish. Put a lot of effort into them. Make them kick ass. Yeah. And you're absolutely. setting yourself up for success. Totally. Uh, the Calgary Underground Film Festival is now accepting submissions uh, from today until Monday, February 6th. They love all genres and screen a variety of films from documentary to narrative, animation, and occasionally music videos. Um, nothing... Uh, between 30 and 60 minutes in length um, 
And if you're a Canadian producer uh, or you have a Canadian film, no charges at all to submit to Cuff. So check it out, calgaryundergroundfilm.org. And uh, the Calgary International Film Festival uh, also has an early uh, submission deadline coming up uh, on May 1st. So it's now open. You can submit uh, now. The regular deadline is June 1st, uh, uh, and then the late deadline, June 14th. Um, and this is another one where uh, Alberta, or, or yeah, Alberta made films, uh, the, the entry fee is waived, which is really nice. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, Luma, the uh, quarterly publication uh, done in partnership uh, between the Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers and M-Media, um, is now open for submissions. So they accept pitches uh, and previously unpublished finished work that aim to expand critical dialogue about media, art, and film. Um, cool publication. Really, really good stuff going on there. Um and submission formats can include, but are not limited to, essays, news, reviews, event previews, interviews, reflections, and photo or video essays. Um, and the first issue had a really wicked photo essay, um, which I which I loved. Um, so uh, you can check that out at lumaquarterly.com. Uh, and submissions for this next issue are due February 14th, 2017. There's also a submission uh, open for the Gallery of Alberta Media Art, uh, which is uh, due by January 30th at 4 p.m. Um, uh, Gamma is an exciting uh, uh, micro-cinema programming at Arts Commons in Calgary, Alberta. This is news to me. This is mm. cool. Yeah, it is cool. Through a peer assessment selection process, Gamma programs up to 24 media artists annually, running three months in duration. Okay, so it's like an ongoing media art space. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So, um, yeah, you can find out more information uh, about that in the uh, show notes. Uh, M-Media is hosting a live audiovisual performance uh, screening and installation night. It's called Particle and Wave Media Arts Festival. It's happening uh, on Saturday, February 4th from 7.30 p.m. to 10 p.m. Um, at Festival Hall on 10th Ave uh, in Calgary. Um, really cool networking experience. Some uh, some awesome people putting on some really creative and interesting visual experiences. So uh, definitely check that out at mmedia.ca. It's called Particle and Wave. Story Summit, uh, we talk about it more and more as the date looms closer, February 23rd to 25th, uh, and uh, the price of entry uh, between three and $400, depending on the particular ticket you'd like. You can find out more information at storysummit.ca, but there's been some new developments, and uh, we'll be talking uh, about it more as the date uh, gets closer, but uh, definitely check out the website. Um, they're always adding new information, new speakers. It's uh, an exciting event. Uh, for 10 days in uh, in January and happening as we speak is the Canada's Top 10 Film Festival happening at the Globe Cinema um, from January 13th to 22nd. So what are we at today is the 19th, Thursday the 19th. Old Stone is playing at 9 p.m. Tomorrow, Friday, January 20th. Nelly at 7 p.m. Uh, Werewolf on Saturday and Window Horses on Sunday, both at 7 p.m. Um, programmed by the Toronto International Film Festival um, every year since 2001. I didn't know it was going on so long. So, uh, yeah, if you want to see some cool uh, films made by Canadians, check it out, globecinema.ca. Uh, and dance films, Scott, I know you're a fan of dance I films. I am making a dance movie someday, <laughs> Matt. God damn it. Uh, well, this is a film festival all about dance films uh, from Edmonton, from across Canada, from from all over the world. It's called the Mile Zero Dances. Uh, oh, it's part of the Mile Zero Dances season making contact. So Mile Zero is the dance company, I believe, and the festival is called Reeling Dance on Screen. Um, pretty cool. Uh, it's been running since December 15th, and uh, it goes until January 31st. And um, you can find out more at milezerodance.com slash season slash dance dash on dash screen or just Ooh. click the link in the show notes. 
if I'm in Edmonton and I want to learn how to use a camera, but uh, I don't have any money, then I should be listening very carefully because Fava is hosting a free-for-all workshop the free for all about cameras. I love these workshops so much. They are free, free is in the title for all. So January 29th from 1 to 5 p.m. Um, at the exhibition suite, uh, eight spots max. Get your hands on our AC 160 video cameras. These are the popular everyday workhorse cameras at Fava. Learn how to care for it, handle it, shoot it, set it up, uh, all the functions, and uh, learn about composition, framing, shot types, sequence shooting, slating, color temperature balance, and more camera basics. Fava.ca for more information about that. We've talked about Upstart on the show before, but the time has come again uh, to uh, apply to be a part of the Upstart program. Um, if you don't know, over an eight-week period, participants come together every Monday night to film scenes and then watch the work that they've produced. So you shoot, to, you, if you want to direct, there are four directors, two directors do a scene a night, and they use the pool of actors that are involved in the uh, in the program. So if you're an actor, you're getting experience every week Um Sometimes the roles are large, sometimes they're small, um, but it's it's you know working that muscle. We always talk about it as it's hard to to find an opportunity even to direct, and this is a great place to uh, to watch other directors work and also actually um, exercise that muscle um, in a safe space that doesn't cost you know a million dollars to get a movie going and um, really uh, you know is fun. It's a lot yeah, of fun. It fun. It's a cool. It's a cool group, and it's a cool way to kind of meet people and, and establish a relationship. Mm-hmm. And if you're a member of uh, Ampia, Actra, or Wifta, uh, you get a little discount on the cost. And things are getting started on my birthday, February thirteenth. <gasps> That's uh, your birthday. And running until April tenth with no workshop on Monday, February twentieth. Uh, it goes from six thirty to ten p.m. And again, every, after the first night, you watch the previous week's work uh, before you get started. So you actually get to see what you've done mm-hmm. right away, which is another cool aspect of it. You can find out more uh, links and uh, more information in the show notes. But if you are interested in joining, just email calgaryupstart at gmail and let them know if you'd like to uh, be a a director or a performer. Um, I believe uh, actors uh, do require a headshot and uh, may need to participate in a, an audition process to get in. Um, and uh, directors, I mean, there's only four spots, so that can be filling up It fills up, fast. up quickly, yeah. but uh, as of last night, I know they are, they are still looking oh, good, for good. Cool. at least one, so there's Excellent. room. Reach out. Um, we've seen a few auditions in our day, mm-hmm. and the best one I've ever seen was by an actress named Chantal Perron. 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 Her name is she, pronounced Chantal. She even got cast. She got cast um, <laughs> because she came in and uh, she just owned that room. She For blew sure. us all away. For sure. Um, and she is hosting a class called um, The Camera Loves You. Um, and it's all about auditioning. It's all about um, script interpretation, making choices, how to prepare a strong audition. And it's happening um, Tuesdays and Thursdays in February. For four nights, the fee is $425 happening at Six Degree Studio in Calgary. You must be 18 or older, and there are only eight spots. Scripts will be provided prior to the workshop. For more information, um, check it out at facebook.com slash thecameralovesyou. Um, and do it. Yeah. Do that thing. That's a cool... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how that, how yeah, that goes. I, and I think this is kind of the... the the first I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hope it's successful. Uh, FAVA screenwriting program. Uh, we've talked about it before, but real quick, happening Tuesday nights from February 21 to May 16th from 6.30 to 9 p.m. It costs $425 plus GST to attend. And uh, it's going to be a, a, basically a, a one-hour... Sorry, a, a, what am I saying one hour? Uh, it's going to be an evening where you can work on your script with a group of other people um, and get that idea you've always wanted to... 
make or write uh, into a, a tight script with input from uh, other screenwriters. So you can check out fava.ca for more information or just click the link in the show notes. Fava's um, production workshops are uh, kind of split into two tiers. There's sort of the beginner one, which is called Video Kitchen, and there's the uh, intermediate advanced one. Um, and if you've taken Video Kitchen, it's called Main Course. Uh, those are both happening uh, this season. Um, Video Kitchen is happening uh, from March 2nd to May 25th, uh, 845 bucks uh, in the evenings. It's an introductory class. Um, and you get your hands on kind of every aspect of filmmaking. Uh, and then main course is happening February 25th to May 27th. So you must have taken Video Kitchen already. Um, it's about a thousand bucks. It's the intermediate production class. Um, and it's uh, basically builds upon the knowledge that you got from Video Kitchen. And uh, you're going to emerge from these programs with finished work to show uh, and that in itself is worth uh, the tuition let alone everything you're going to learn so fava.ca um, slash programs check it out uh, and sign up uh, so what's shooting uh, in Alberta right now we know that uh, Fargo and Winona Earp are of course going strong I actually uh, have a story about Winona I want to hear it, uh, so we shot this movie called In Plain View yes and we there's a, there's this old school that's not in use anymore that is uh, uh, right near my house. So I was like, let's just use this school as a prison, right? And then we can use my house as like a staging area Smart. and chill people there. That's how you uh, do a micro budget. That's right. So uh, so worked out great, fantastic, uh, and and Fargo shot in Bicycle, where we also They're shot. stealing all of our locations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I'm driving home and I pass the school and it's filled with trailers and oh the my whole God. circus is there. And uh, and I, I slow down and I, I talk to, I don't know if they're grips or, or dudes outside of the school and I say, uh, is it Fargo? Because I was like, oh, Fargo's Fargo, stealing another, another one of our one, locations. Yeah. And uh, the this sassy mouthed guy says, uh, Titanic 2. And I'm like, no, but seriously, is it Fargo or Winona? And another guy was like, yeah, it's Winona. And I'm like, ah, they're just messing with me. So I go home, and there's a a, a notice of uh, uh, filming happening, and they it papered is, the neighborhood. It's Winona, not Fargo. So there's another production following in our footsteps with our location. Right. So, so we're the best. Is totally, basically totally. the point here. Um. So we, Winona is shooting. It is. Oh yes, yeah, for sure. How long? How much longer are they going? I don't know. It must be. It feels like they've been. Oh no, I'm I'm mixing it up with Tin Star kind of in my brain. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, they haven't been even running for that long. Yeah. But Knuckleball also in production. Uh, yeah, super and exciting. We started up the uh, the AB Filmcast Instagram account. Finally, has some actual pictures on it, and uh, we like to um, repost uh, posts from filmmakers in uh, Alberta there and uh, Kurt Harder who we've had on the show before posted a picture of some trailers it's they have. beautiful picture. Yeah, it's cool. And uh, first day of production so we reposted that and uh, and so they're in production as of a couple days ago. It's real um, and so yeah. that's in Edmonton I believe. In, it is in Edmonton, yeah, yeah. And go them. Another uh, thing that's in pre-production is Ice Blue just doing some casting. Yes, of course. Very exciting. And this is an exciting one. I'm really excited about this one. Um, it's called Hold the Dark. Um, it's in pre-production. It goes to camera on February 27th. This is a Netflix feature yeah. filming uh, in and around Calgary. And uh, it's, a, it's a company called A24, um, who, who I'm really interested in. Uh, they do cool movies, yeah. Yeah, and they're teaming up with uh, Jeremy Solnier, who directed Green Room and Blue Ruin. Blue Ruin. Yeah, um, so it's a, it's a feature set in the Alaskan wilderness, a.k.a. Alberta. Uh, it's about family and fate. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to kind of following the journey of Seeing this that, movie yeah for sure uh let's jump over to job calls um bureau producer in edmonton uh is the job title of uh 
post on Media Job Search Canada right now, um, and it's working with a company called Accessible Media Inc., a not-for-profit multimedia organization serving more than 5 million Canadians who are blind, partially sighted, deaf, hard of hearing, mobility, or print-restricted. So this is uh, kind of an accessibility producer Mm -hmm. role, which sounds pretty cool. Um, Yeah, definitely. Going to be doing things like uh, producing local segments for uh, their flagship show AMI this week and uh, coordinating schedule, schedules, logistics, and uh, requirements for production by selecting crew, providing direction, um, and so on and so forth. It sounds like a really cool uh, position. Yeah. Um, you're going to need two year, minimum two years production team lead or supervisory experience and a few other things. So check out the show notes uh, for more information on this job. Uh, if you were listening earlier, we talked about Prairie Dog Film and Television, nominated for uh, three CSAs this year, and they are hiring um, an executive assistant. Um, it's a great opportunity for someone with a passion for the television industry to learn and experience the different stages of production. Um, if you've got a little bit of experience, it will help you get the job. The main duties include managing and coordinating schedules, meetings and appointments, uh, general office duties, administrative tasks, and assistance. Please note that a vehicle is required. So if you've got a car and you want to get your foot in the door with an awesome production company, send your resume and cover letter to info at prairiedog.ca. Yeah, they're always uh, highly nominated at the yeah. Ampia Awards. Very high-profile um, company. Mm-hmm. Would be very cool to work with them. Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to look at my... Uh, are we are we on to recommendations we are. now? Yeah. I'm trying to look at my recommendation from last week, and I can't remember. Do you recall? What your recommendation was yeah, from last week? Yeah, I'm trying to remember if it was serious or kind of goofy. It might have been... Uh, anyway, I'm, I know what I'm going to recommend. You, right. you go ahead. Okay, I'm going to recommend a website called Rocket Stock. What's that? Um, they are uh, a, a template website, a stock template website. Um, and I know them as an After Effects template. I'm not sure if they do anything else. But um, After Effects is a, a wonderful, wonderful tool. Um, it has really endured. Like, I remember... It is fucking awesome, it, Matt. It, it's been... It, like, you I thought see. it would get left behind by some other yeah, effects company. No, it's it's wonderful. And... Uh, and if it takes it takes a, just a little bit, just a little bit of patience to learn how the hell to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you can, it's so empowering to know that you can uh, use create a teleporting effect yeah, or yeah, uh, yeah. a phaser, which I've I've been building right now, right, and, right. and it looks fantastic. Um, and YouTube is a great way to help because um, there's lots of tutorials on YouTube. But Rockastock um, has some cheap templates that look fantastic. And they have free templates and free assets that you can download and use in your productions. Um, and the best way to learn After Effects, in my opinion, is uh, apart from taking a course, is to get a, a template that is created in After Effects, open it up, and just reverse engineer it. Oh, right. And right. Out, okay, how did they build this? And what, what is each layer doing? How are they all interacting with each other? Oh, okay, I see what they've done here. Oh, okay, I see what they've done here. Nice. Um, and you can, you can tear it apart and you can put your own stuff in there um, and build your own things. And eventually, you won't need templates to show you how to do it you'll just know you'll just develop skills uh, organically that way so check it out rock rocketstock.com they've also got a cool blog um and their stuff is just beautiful um yeah rocketstock.com so check them out cool yeah. uh i'm gonna talk about it. i'm hoping that i did something actually useful and valuable last time around so that this time around i can say i'm gonna recommend the nbc show the wall okay have you heard of this? It's a it's a game show. No, I haven't heard of it. Hosted by uh, Nerdist, uh, huh? Chris Hardwick, and uh, podcaster extraordinaire. Um, the guy doesn't have enough to do, apparently, hosting f- 10 shows and, and a podcast and being and stuff. So now he's hosting this really high-profile game show 
on NBC, and it's called The Wall, and the idea is you you remember the best game on um, The Price is Right where you drop the Plinko thing yeah, oh down yeah. there? Dick, dick. Yeah. This is the whole show. It's dropping balls down this giant wall that drop into certain money amounts. Now, depending on whether or not someone in seclusion or isolation got a question right, the the ball will be green or red, and it'll either add to your total or subtract Ooh, from your total. Ooh, cool. So it's it's super fun. I was totally loving it. Um, and uh, you like, if it's never going to happen, but theoretically, I think they can give up to $12 million away per episode because there's a million-dollar right, slot right. that can happen. Uh, if you if had you get a perfect a million every game, time yeah. With the green, yeah. Um, but the other thing that's interesting about it is, you know, we're seeing a lot of, I don't know if you watch American Ninja Warrior, uh, but they love to do like, like here's the journey that this person took to get to to where they are now and, and like get the tears tear jerking happening. Right. And then like you're really invested in this person's run and they got to make oh it. My God. So they love to pull, like in this case, they pulled a family that, that was totally worthy of, of getting money and, and, and like, they have these sequences throughout the episode of like, oh, look what they're doing and, and, and not feel bad for them, but like invest in them in tears right. and this. And right. like, it's, you, know, you know where the money's going. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you, you really get invested. It's not just like, oh, game show. This the random person won money or they didn't. Right. This oh, is like, smart. oh, I really want them to win. Yeah. So uh, there's some cheesy elements too. They actually have like a replay feature of like, like because <laughs> it's dumb. There's no, there's no skill to it. You drop the ball and then they just yell at the <gasps> wall, left, left, right. Yeah. right. So, <laughs> and they'll replay people going, Oh my God! But so that's kind of dumb. But anyway, Chris Hardwick is the best. He's the nicest guy, most genuine, and uh, I loved it. I can't wait to watch another the episode. Wall. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll check it yeah. out. That's cool, man. Yeah, game shows. Well, that well, was a fun it. episode. Yeah, that was cool. Um, thanks as always to Briar for pulling the news together for us. Um, this podcast would not exist without her. Um, Briar's an Alberta filmmaker, and if you are an Alberta filmmaker and you're yeah. listening, this podcast was made for you. But it's also about you. So if you have something going on in your world, um, let us know so that we can share it with the community. Totally. Because we all get better together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what's the, what's the uh, raising tide lifts all ships? That's right. That's right. Um, so if one of us succeeds, we all succeed. Um, Indeed. And this is about community. So let us know. How can they get in touch with us, man? You can uh, reach us at hello at abfilmcast.ca. Uh, and you can also uh, actually see content on the Instagram account, AB right. Filmcast. That's the same uh, handle on Twitter. And uh, you can find us on Facebook as well. Um, and uh, iTunes, of course. Subscribe iTunes. on iTunes. Um, Give us those sweet, sweet five-star reviews. Absolutely. And big thanks to, to the new folks who uh, the Heartland Bump gave us some, some new right. listens. So, yeah, yeah, welcome. So thanks for joining us. Um, and uh, we would love uh, if you could do us a favor and, and uh, rate it five stars. It actually really does help the podcast grow. So um, with that said, go, go make, make something. something.